This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. God created the heavens and the earth. He said, now the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the surface of the deep. See, you're not the first one that's ever faced darkness. God faced it long, long ago in eternity past. And he knew exactly what to do. He spoke the word, light be. If you speak God's word, light will be. It will be on your path. It will be on your health. It will be on your family. It will be on this nation. Listen, we got enough critics. We need some healers. I said we need some healers to arise. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Well, we're starting a brand new series this month, Christ the Healer. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we need, the church needs to arise. Jesus needs to arise in our nation and through the church and bring healing to our land. Amen. Healing. Boy, if we ever needed healing, we need it now, don't we? Healing. And and here's the thing. We're going to talk about healing for the whole man. God wants the whole man. He wants not only your spirit, but your body. He wants your relationships, your family. He wants this nation. He wants healing to flow. Like a mighty river. Amen. Like the Amazon. Hallelujah. Man, I'm telling you. I remember uh, many a time flying in into South America, we'd fly over the Amazon. And I'm telling you what, whoo, it's a mighty river. There's a lot of water flowing out of that thing. Listen, there's a great river flowing from the throne of God. Revelations talks about it. And I'm telling you, it's going to bring healing. Healing to our nation. It's going to bring healing. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Turn over to Acts 10.38. This is kind of going to be our theme scripture. We'll refer to it a lot. We may not read it every time, but we're going to read it today. Acts 10. I like this scripture because to me, it is the Reader's Digest of God's will, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost in one verse concerning healing. All these people want to split hairs, you know. Is God still here? Does He heal this? Does He heal that? Does he... Well, you know what? Let's just let the Bible speak for Himself. Let's let God speak for Himself. Let's don't try to figure out what God wants. Let's just see what God's already said. Amen? Can't go wrong that way. Amen? Acts 10, 38. Peter is speaking. Now, here's the thing. Peter is preaching the first message of the gospel to the Gentiles. That's us. Amen. That's us. If you're not, if you're not, a, if you're not a Jew, and I'm not, of course, obviously, spiritually, we're engrafted in, but if you're not a natural Jew, then you're a Gentile. This was the very first message. So I think it would be pretty important what Peter preached on that day, what the Holy Ghost inspired and anointed him to preach To the Gentiles. Listen to this. He said, how God, there's the Father, anointed Jesus of Nazareth, there's the Son, with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, there's the Spirit, and power. And for what reason? He went about doing good. Now, I know some people get all theological there. 
Well, you know, now I don't know if we really know what's good for us. Well, I know what's good for me. If you need some help, come see me. If I hit your hammer with a toe, is that good? <laughs> he went around doing good and healing all. Healing all. Whoo, I like that. That means I'm included. That means you're included. Healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Healing for the whole man. Healing for the whole man. And if ever there was a time in the history of mankind, I mean, there's more people on the planet now, they say there's more people alive now than have ever lived. So you know God, I mean, God's focus is on this, this time and this era we're in. His eye is on the nations. You know, today is our, our mission Sunday. His eye is on the nations of the world. Amen? On China, on India, on the great continent of Africa, uh, and Asia, and Europe, and Australia, and the island nations, and here in North America. God's eye is upon us, and He is desirous that His church will rise up with His message and with His power and take healing to our generation. Boy, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. I want to be a part. I can be a part of that, can't you? I might not can be a part of somebody's creed or somebody's little group or something, but I'm telling you what, I can, I'd love being on part of what God's doing. Amen. God's doing, I'm telling you what He's doing. He's doing the same thing now because we're going to see it was, it's an unchanging will and an unchanging covenant and an unchanging Savior. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, turn over to Isaiah. That's a good place to start. Isaiah 53, where Isaiah is prophesying many hundreds of years before Jesus. He's prophesying about the Messiah, the suffering servant here. And Isaiah is speaking here, and it's very important that we understand that healing is not just based on the whim of God. Come on. You know, because some people say, well, now God can heal, and He does heal some, but He don't heal everybody. Well, would you take the message of salvation to people that way? Well, now, you know, God does save people, but, you know, He don't save everybody. Well, how in the world would you ever know whether you were one of them? <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't want to wait until I die to find out. That's not a good time to find out. <laughs> hey, man, it's too, I can't do anything about it then. No, we, what do we say? You know, we preach what? That, that Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. Isn't that what the Bible says? Now, we know that, you know, have you ever witnessed to somebody and they didn't receive Jesus? I have. But you know what I do next? That doesn't mean that God didn't want to heal, uh, save them just because they rejected it. And God wants to, in the same way, we're going to see here that what Jesus did through His suffering, His redemptive work at Calvary, for our sins, He also, God included our sicknesses and our diseases. And we're going to let God's Word declare. It's not some, this is not some new, uh, newfangled doctrine that I've come up with. This is what the Bible talks about. Isaiah 53, verse 4, it says, Surely He took up our pain and bore our suffering. 
Now, in this, now listen, in that verse 4, that word pain and suffering, you look it up. If you've got a concordance, a Young's concordance, a Strong's concordance, you look it up. The Hebrew words there mean sickness and disease. Everywhere else, that's where it's translated that way. Why they choose to translate it this way, I do not know. Now, I will say this. At least in the NIV, it says pain and suffering. And if you've ever been sick or battled a disease, I mean, that's included in it, isn't it? It absolutely is. And God, here he says that Jesus, he bore our, our pain, our sicknesses, and carried our suffering, our diseases. We considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. Now, see, he's dealing with this, the spiritual part, the sin part now. Our transgressions and crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed by his wounds we are by his wounds we are now the bible says in the new birth that we this is the right now we have the earnest what we're enjoying right now in the new birth it is the earnest okay of the full payment that's going to come boy i'm telling you what it's mighty good right now but you know what it's going to get better god's got better I'm telling you, there's going to be, there's going to be a fullness that comes. I got, you know, when, if you've ever bought a home or, uh, you know, or a piece of property, you know, a lot of times, they, they, I don't know if they even use this term anymore, you used to say, you put down earnest money. In other words, you put down a down payment. That shows, you know, that, that you're committed. Well, God in the new birth and giving us the Holy Spirit by measure, He says, that's the earnest. That shows that I'm committed to, and there's going to be the full payment one day. Woo! <laughs> I don't know about you, but I don't preach myself happy. But now here's the thing I want you to see. Now, we know that's true about the Spirit. But listen, God is committed to our bodies as He is committed to our spirit. Did He not create, did, did not a He who made us in His image a spirit being, did He not also create our bodies? Was that not also part of His creative purpose? We know that in Genesis, don't we? He, cre he, he breathed, He created, He fashioned the body. Actually, He fashioned the body first, and then He breathed His own spirit, and it says Adam became a living being. In other words, when this, that spirit came into that body, it animated it. Amen? So God's committed to your body. And we know this is true because doesn't the Scriptures talk about the resurrection? Well, what's being resurrected when he talks about the resurrection from the dead? He's talking about, he's not talking about the resurrection of your spirit. That happens at the new birth. But he says we're going to get a brand new body. A brand new body. Hallelujah. I'm going to have all my hair back, brother. <laughs> Glory. <laughs> but we're going to get a brand new body. So healing right now is the earnest of God's ultimate payment, which is what? A resurrected body like Jesus. We're talking about healing provided at Calvary. It, you know, I call it the double cure. Woo! I like that. My spirit made new and my body renewed and made whole by the healing power of the Spirit. Amen? I truly believe this, that, you know, 
that we need to, and I, I'm speaking on myself especially, I need to, I need to, talk, to teach and preach on this more, Amen. the healing of the body, because this is where we live. There's so many people dealing with different issues in their body, health issues. We, of course, we know about the COVID thing, but, you know, there, there's things that are even more serious than this that people are battling. Incurable diseases by medical science. And let me just say this. Thank God for medical science. We appreciate doctors and, and all that they do. Absolutely we do. But you know what? They're, they're not omniscient or omnipotent. And that is no, no way am I demeaning what they do. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. Thank God for them. I, I'm, I'm all that. But listen, God's got something even better for us that we should be able to take out. The healing power of Jesus in our own bodies, in our own families, and take it out to our own neighborhood. You know, somebody said that really that healing, and if you look in the ministry of Jesus, healing was like the dinner bell. It was the dinner bell for the gospel. Because, I mean, the multitudes came to Jesus. Why did they follow Jesus? I'm going to tell you why they followed Him. First and foremost, why He was healing people. They heard that Jesus was a healer. They heard that he was anointed with power. Amen. And so when they came to him, but when they came to him, man, Jesus began to preach about the kingdom to them. He began to te preach about the Father. He began to preach about the purpose of God. He began to preach about how God wanted to restore, not only in their bodies, but He wanted to restore them in, the, in their spirit. He wanted to restore them back in right relationship with the Father, to raise them up to be kings and priests and queens before God. Amen? But He got their attention when, he, when they heard He was healing. <laughs> Amen? The double cure. Let's look over in James chapter 5. Well, before we look there, let's look at Matthew 8 real quickly. Matthew is referring to the scripture I just read. Verse 16 says, When evening came, many were, who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word. He healed all the sick. Boy, I like when he said all the sick. He healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah, now he's going to quote from the verse I just, we just read there in Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. Now see, that's the way it should have been translated over in Isaiah. Now why it wasn't, why they translated it that way here and didn't translate it that way there, I do not know. But this is what he was saying, infirmities and diseases. This is what Jesus, he bore them on the cross at Calvary. Now listen, let me ask you a question. How many of your sins did Jesus bear at the cross? And if he bore all of yours, how many do you need to bear? If he bore all of your sickness and all of your diseases at Calvary, then how many do you need to bear? See, we've got to get that down in us, just like we got the we, we know that we know that we know that God forgives sins, that God can make us brand new in our spirit. We need to get this down that He also, in like manner, according to God's word, He bore your sickness, He bore your diseases, He bore your infirmities, He bore your weaknesses in your body. Turn over to James 5. James also brings out this point in his epistle over there, James 5. <clears throat> I'm going to...
Begin in verse 13 just because I like this context. Is any among you in trouble? Let them pray. Let who pray? Call the pastor and the prayer team. Well, we'll certainly pray for you, but who does he say when you're in trouble? Who ought to pray first? I should. I should. Say, I should. When I'm in trouble, I need to, first, I need to pray. Before I ask you to pray, it's all right to ask other people to pray, but I want to ask you something. Are you praying? <laughs> if you're in trouble, boy, that's a good time. To, is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church to pray over them, anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. The double cure. Hallelujah. Sickness and sin. The double cure. It's in Jesus. It's in the Christ. It's in His suffering. It's in His his shedding of His blood. The stripes that were laid upon Him. He's raised up by the Spirit. And the Bible says if the same Spirit that raised Him up from the dead, He will quicken, make life in your mortal body. You know, I was thinking about that Scripture one day, meditating on that Scripture, you know. And I was thinking about it, you know, in, in relation to not only healing for our bodies, but also, you know, for... Uh, you know, when he, he says the Lord's going to return, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we which are alive will be changed in a moment, twinkling of an eye. Well, God says, son, he said, what's going to happen is, he said, the, you're going to receive the fullness, which you only got the earnest now. But when you receive the fullness, he said, it's going to quicken your body so much it's going to become immortal. <laughs> but see, there's, there's, a, there's enough in the down payment right now to make you well to drive out any sickness or disease that's attacked your body. I'm trying. <laughs> so we're redeemed. Now listen, the Bible over here, let's, you know, we see this about Jesus. But let's look over, at, look in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. I've done a series here, and you probably remember, we talked about the Father of mercies. The Father of mercies. The Father of mercies. You know, here's the thing. You know, you know, I've heard people say things, and you've heard, you know, we all hear different things. And I'm, I'm not trying to be critical of anybody. I'm not naming any names, so I'm, you know. But, you know, I've heard people say, you know, you know some people think, you know, God makes people sick. Now, now, now here's the thing, you know. If, if, if a father, on purpose, exposed his children to the bubonic plague, what would, what would society do to him? Put him up front and say, hey, look, what a great father. Isn't he wonderful? I don't think so. But yet we want to do that with the Father God. I mean, that, that just about mm, makes me mad. <laughs> He's the Father of mercies. He's the Father of mercies. Jesus said, if you, being evil, know how to give good gifts. Listen, health is a good thing. I don't care what anybody says. If you don't know that, you've probably never been sick. The only thing good about sickness is when it leaves. The only thing good about pain is when it leaves. 
you ever had any, you know what I'm talking about. God's a father, he's a father of mercies. He wants you well. He wants his children well. Listen, God will heal the sinner because he, you know what, he's the father of mercies. He'll say, hey, look, taste and see that the Lord is good. You think that was good, him healing your body. He's got something even better for you. He'll heal that man on the inside, make him brand new. Fill you up with his peace and his joy. Fill you up with his love. Woo! Mm-mm-mm. Listen to what he says. Praise be to God. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 3. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. Woo! Man, oh man, oh man. You ever had a had a like a toothache or, or something hurting like that? It just, man, I'm telling you, it just there, 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 there. You know, it's always there. And then finally, man, you get that thing taken care of, and that pain leaves. Woo, comfort. Oh, boy. Feels so good, doesn't it? Come on. He's a God of comfort. He didn't say he's a God of pain, the God of suffering. It didn't say that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth to put sickness and disease, all kinds of sickness and disease on people. He says he was anointed to what? To remove it all. You've got listen, the reason I'm coming down so hard on this, we have to get this settled in our heart. Man, I've witnessed to people, uh, not too many, thank goodness, but I've witnessed to people before, you know, and they're like, well, you know, I don't deserve to be saved. I'm too, God couldn't say, man, I'm too bad. I've been too bad. I've done too many things. I've run into people like that. You know what? Try as I might, they couldn't be, they couldn't be saved. Because there's a, there's a part we have to play to receive, don't we? And see, if you can't get somebody to, to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that He died for their sins, that He's willing to forgive them and to receive them, they can't be saved until something happens in their thinking or in their heart. Isn't that true? Same thing about healing. If you don't get it settled, if there's, there's some doubt in there, if there's something about, well, I don't deserve well, let's just get it all cleared up right now. None of us deserve it. Okay, we got that out of the way. <laughs> but all of us can have it. None of us deserve it, but all of us can have it. Let's just get that cleared out of the way. (laughs) See, we're talking about the Father's care. He's the God of all mercy. Turn over to uh, Psalm 103. God wants you well. Say that. God wants me well. Say it again. Amen. Look at here, David is writing. Verse 1, he says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all my inmost being. Praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Forget not all His benefits. Woo! Man, I'm telling you, how many of you got some benefits at the job where you work? Hallelujah. Now, benefits is on top of pay. (laughs) benefits you don't earn benefits now you earn your pay but you don't earn the benefits do you they they come with the, the position 
Well, I got news for you. Our position as new creatures in Christ Jesus, we have benefits. And Jesus is already paid. <laughs> Hallelujah. I got the original Red Cross. The whole package. Forget Blue Cross, I got Red Cross. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. All His benefits. Who forgives all your sins? Aren't you glad? Oh, I'm so thankful. Woo, I'm telling you, I'm so glad, I'm so glad, I'm so glad. All my sins are forgiven. He's removed them as far as the east is from the west. He's thrown them behind His back. He will remember them no more. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad? Thank God all our sins are forgiven. Woo! <laughs> That'd be good if we just stop right there. And, if I say and, all right, here comes another benefit. Heals all your diseases. Woo! Glory. The double cure. Boy, what a package. What a package of benefits. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. And you know, they're all paid in full. By your papa. Your elder brother. Who redeems your life from the pit. God don't want you in the pit. If he did, he wouldn't have redeemed you from it. And crowns you with love and compassion. Woo. Man, I'm telling you up in here, she's good. <laughs> this is just meat and taters, but it's good stuff, isn't it? <laughs> Who satisfies your desires with good things. Say good things. You know what's coming your way? Good things. You know what God desires for you? Good things. You know what healing is? A good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> See, this is why I don't struggle with all this, well, did God send COVID? <laughs> I don't, you can, how can you read this for the Lord and struggle with that? Amen. The oppressor is the devil. God is the deliverer. Don't get that mixed up. Let's look real quickly. You know, that clock back there just says 19. So I have no idea what the time is. I mean, look for yourself. Everybody just look back. Look at the clock back there where I'm pointing. See, it just says 19. So you know I'm telling the truth. <laughs> So, I, you know, I don't know how time it is. Real quickly. Well, I hope you're enjoying this. I am. Let's look at the healing ministry of Jesus real quickly. We won't read every verse. I'll refer to them, and they'll, they'll be up on the screen. You can write them down. But Jesus, he said this. We know this, didn't he? He said this to Philip. He said, Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Isn't that right? John 14, you can look at that for the sake of time. John 14, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So whatever we see Jesus doing, he said, he said, the works that I do, it's not me, but it's the Father in me doing it. Isn't that right? So we know this is what the Father's will is. And then in, you know, in Mark 140, a leper came to Jesus, and he said, Lord, if you are willing, 
See, that's where a lot of people are. A lot of God's people are right there. They're not sure if God's willing. He said, if you're willing, you can make me whole. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't take a great amount of faith. If you believe in God at all, even a concept of God, by definition, He can do anything, right? I mean, if, if, there, if there is a God, we believe there is. But if you just believe in the concept of a God, it, He wouldn't be God if He, if he wouldn't, didn't have any power, would He? So, you know, it don't take a lot of faith to believe that God can. I mean, great. I'm, I'm, we're glad that you believe that God can. But what, what the real crux of the matter is, is will God do it for you? And that's what the leper was saying. He said, if you, if you will, I know you can. And Jesus said, I will be made whole. And he was cleansed of his leprosy. Amen. Two blind men over in Matthew 20. It says two blind men were on the road. Jesus coming by, and they started yelling, hollering out, Son of David, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. And then Jesus stopped and said, well, what do you want me to do? What's the mercy that you want me to have on you? God's a Father of mercies, plural. There's all kind of mercies that God can bestow on you. And so he asked them, what mercy do you want? He, they said, Lord, we want to receive our sight. We want to be healed. And he healed them. What mercies do you want from the Father? Mental illnesses. We know this. You know, the, the, the madman over there at Gadara, he had a legion, 6,000 devils. I'm telling you what, that's a lot of devils. Jesus set him free. He was uh, in his right mind. Before that, he, he'd, he'd been going around naked in the tombs, cutting himself, crying out, tormented day and night. God doesn't want you tormented in your mind. He doesn't want you tormented in your emotions. He's the Father of mercies. Jesus represented the Father of mercies and set this man free. Hmm. And then we will read this one, Matthew 4. Let's turn over there. Verse 23. I just want to, I want to clear the air that there's not a sickness or disease that God is not willing to heal. Look here, Matthew 4, 23. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. Well, that's good. Amen. That's paramount. That's number one. We want people to be saved. Absolutely. I, I'll not argue with you. That's, that's the most important thing. Absolutely. We want people to know that, that Jesus has taken their sins, that He's taken the wrath and punishment of God that should have come to them. And if they call on and believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, they can receive that new birth benefit, a child of God, escape hell and make heaven. Absolutely that's number one. Nobody arguing with that. But if that was all that was important, then we need to take this next word out, and. And healing every disease and sickness among the people. Boy, I love this every and all stuff. I'm telling you, doesn't that show you the depth of God's love? Every and all. Isn't that what we tell people? Listen, every and all includes you. 
You can have your sins forgiven. You can become a child of God. You, you can escape hell and make heaven. You can. Everyone, 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 everyone. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord. But he also says about sickness and disease here. <clears throat> News about him spread all over Syria. And people brought to him all who were suffering ill with various diseases. Those suffering severe pain. The demon possessed. Those having seizures. Those who are paralyzed. And he healed them. Woo! Hallelujah. So we alluded to this earlier about the unchanging will. Now here's the thing. The salvation of our spirits, the forgiveness of our sins and the new birth, is it the same as they, those in the first generation in the Bible? Is it the same salvation they had? Is it the same Savior? Is it the same blood? Is it the same grace? Is it the same Father of mercies? Is it the same operation of the Holy Spirit? Is it the same message of the gospel that they have that we have? Then why all of a sudden do we want to carve out this one part and say it doesn't apply to us? That's not good Bible exegesis. I'd be like saying, you know, back in those days, God, you know, people were born with two legs, but now God only wants people born with one leg. Because things have changed. Come on. Well, you're going you're to take the leg of salvation, but you're going to take out the leg of healing? <laughs> okay, i got to close here. Hebrews 13, turn over there real quick. I'm trying to get you to think, that's all. Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today. Right now, that's the most important day for you and me is today. And forever. So he's an unchanging Savior an unchanging will, an unchanging God. The price has been paid. It doesn't have to be paid again. You can be forgiven of all your sins, and you can be healed of all your diseases. Let it sink in. All this month, let it sink in. Let it sink in. Let it sink in. Let faith be built in your heart. Let faith be built in your heart. Let faith be built in your heart. Give yourself to it. Meditate on the Scriptures. Declare, this is me. I'm redeemed from sickness and disease. It cannot stay in my body. I'm not going to tolerate it. I remember uh, one of our houses that uh, we, we bought, second house we bought, and, uh, you know, we, we'd moved in. It was a nice house and everything. And I was in the dining room one day, and I, I leaned against the wall. Whew. Went right through it. Guess what? Termites. But, you know, just to look at the exterior of that inside wall looked perfectly like all the others. But, man, when I, when I put it away... I found out real quick. See, you know what? I didn't say, well, you know, I, I guess the Lord just wanted me to have a house with termites in it. You know. 
Somebody said, aren't you going to call the exterminator? Why, no, brother. We want to keep these termites. The Lord gave me these termites with this house. See, that's exactly right. Isn't that would be, you'd think, yeah, we need to go help Pastor Norris. He'd he been in the sun too long or something. But yet we will do that with healing, with sickness. Well, I, you know, the Lord just wants to have this. Keep me humble. Well, boy, you must have a lot of pride if it takes that much to humble you. I read in the Bible where it says, humble yourself. What are you going to do? You're going to keep hitting yourself with a hammer to keep yourself humble? Okay, I feel better now. Pride's coming up. Hit myself again. Keep a knot on your head. You want us to come over and break your leg? What do you want us to do to help keep you humble? That's the silliest thing I've ever heard of. Amen. Well, let me give you some action points. I have no idea what the time is, but anyway, I have a feeling my time might be up. <clears throat> Listen, look up the Scriptures that reveal God's healing provision and read through them. Yeah, you do it. Are you in trouble? You do it. You do it. You know, here's the thing I've, I've found out sometimes, you know, because, you know, you know, and all, uh, all believers, I'm sure, or should be this way anyway, but, you know, I want to help people. I really do. But sometimes, you know, in my desire to help people, I do too much for them. I, I had to learn this over the years. So I'm going to look up all the Scriptures, and I'm going to give them to you. And I found out 99 times out of 100, those people didn't get very much. You know why? Because they, they, they weren't motivated. They, I mean, you know, they just, okay, that's great, Pastor. I'm glad you did all that. But, you know, here's the thing. That would be, like, you know, be like you calling me up and saying, you know, Pastor, I've got such and such a, a, a problem in my body and all, and I'm supposed to go to the doctor today. Could you go for me? It don't work that way, does it? You got to get yourself up and get to the doctor, because you're the one that's dealing with it. So here's the thing: you find out the scriptures, get you a concordance. If you're on a computer, download eSword. It's free. You can look up. I mean, it will take you five minutes to find every healing scripture in the in the Bible. If you're so lazy that you won't do that, then me giving them to you, you won't, probably won't bother to read them if I gave them to you. <laughs> Look at the healing of ministry of Jesus in the Gospels. Read through it. The examples where he healed. The blind man, the leper. Woman with the issue of blood. Meditate on it. Let the Holy Spirit show you and, and work that into you. What your part is to receive what he's provided. Man, I'm telling you what, you go to the doctor and, man, they, I mean, they, they can give you some of the medicine that's got some of the worst side effects and all kinds. And I'm not, I'm not belittling that. I'm just saying, but, you know, we'll go through all that. You know why? Because we want to be well. But yet we can't, I can't, you can't get Christians to, you know, to spend 20 minutes a day meditating on the healing scriptures, which don't hurt nothing. It don't hurt anything. Uh, only side, of, side effect with this is you'll have peace and healing and wholeness in your body. And then finally, talk to God about how these scriptures apply to your life. Anybody in trouble? Let him pray.
<laughs> you got trouble, you need to pray. You need to find God's Word. Remember at the beginning what the, Lord's, the Holy Spirit spoke to us. The entrance of His Word brings light. Shine some light on that thing. Shine some light on that ailment, that sickness. That Shine some light from God's Word. Hallelujah. Father, I thank You today that You've provided healing for the whole man. Christ is our healer. I declare it. I declare it in the face of darkness, face of sickness, the face of disease, the face of the devil, that by His stripes, God, we are healed. We are delivered. Hallelujah. Sin and sickness have no more part in us, no more dominion over our spirits or our bodies, which are purchased and belong to you. We are your temple. Hallelujah. And we will glorify God in our spirits and in our bodies. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I know. I about took off there. <laughs> Woo. Man, I, you know, you watch these football games and I enjoy football. But you see these football game, man, they, I mean, they're all painted. They, some of them, I mean, fans, they paint themselves up colors and got their hair dyed and, I mean, got signs and all that. I mean, man, fanatics. Out there hollering, shouting over a football game. Man, I'm telling you, how much more? Now, I'm not advocating you come painted at church. <laughs> but I'm saying if they can have that kind of, of zeal. I mean, where, where should we be with what we have, with who we have? Amen? Well, I want to share some things. Offering time. And of course, the first Sunday of every month, you know that, is our, our mission Sunday, our faith promises. And I want to thank you so much. You guys, man, you guys are champs. You're tip-top. I mean, you, you've been so faithful. And I want to tell you something. Listen, from, from here in our area with Echo and the Montgomery Area Food Bank to there in Africa, in Uganda, uh, uh, training centers, planting churches, to Asia, in India, in Thailand with Living Word Ministries. There's so many here. I don't have time. In India. I mean, your investment is going all over the globe. And it's helping God's servants to reach people, I'm telling you, that are hurting, that are broken, that are in darkness, that are under the oppression of the enemy. They're taking the gospel to them. They're taking healing to them. They're feeding them. They're helping the orphans. They're helping, uh, uh, you know, bring the kingdom of God into their midst. And I want to tell you what, you're invested in that. And you can expect a return now, but let me tell you something. The big return, listen, this is, ju this is just a little, little return here. Amen? This is just, the, I mean, the, uh, well, God blesses you back with financially. Now, that's the little return. The big return's coming when we're up there with God. You stand before the throne of God. And He's handing out those crowns. Woo! You're going to be so glad you didn't hang on to Jefferson. 
or Washington. <laughs> You're going to be so glad. Man, I invested. Woo, he's going to say, well done. Good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of the Lord. Oh, wow. What a wonderful thing it is. Paul said this in Philippians. Will you indulge me just a minute? Because I, 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 want, I want this to get settled, settled, settled in you. Paul talked about it. I'll just refer to it real quickly. Paul talked about it in Philippians 4. He talked to the Philippian church. Now, uh, if you're familiar, you know, Paul, uh, he started a, a number of churches. And he said that the Philippian church was the only one that got this revelation of partnership. Now, I'm telling you what. The church in Ephesus, Ephesus was one of the great cities of its day. I mean, it was a great trading center. It had, I mean, people there were wealthy, wealthy, wealthy. I mean, it had tremendous uh, 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 buildings. That Even now, when you look at the ruins, you can tell 2,000 years ago, what a magnificent city that was. All these different cities. You read the letter he wrote to the Ephesians. I mean, that's some deep stuff there. But they didn't get the revelation of it. The Corinthian church, they had all the gifts of the Spirit operating, but they didn't get the revelation of it. You know who did? The church at Philippi and the church here at Passion Church Montgomery. I'm glad you got the revelation. And he said, when you partner with me, he said, then he said, when you partner with me for the gospel, God partners with you to make sure every need is met. Let me read one scripture, and then we're going to let you go. Do not be deceived. Don't let circumstance deceive you. Don't let well-meaning Christians deceive you. God cannot be mocked. A man or woman reaps what he sows. Hallelujah. So this morning as you're giving your, your tithes and your offerings uh, for missions, I want to thank you. But I want you to know you're partnering. You're partnering. You're partnering with God. You're partnering with God's service all over this globe. God says He's going to meet your needs now, but I'm going to tell you what. There's a greater return coming, and it's an eternal one, and it's one that will never be taken from you. Amen. Well, just before we dismiss and let you go and, and give your offering on the way out, let me remind you, uh, Monday night, tomorrow night, at 7 o'clock, we're going to have prayer here. How fortuitous is this? The eve before our election that we're going to be praying for the nation. So if, if you are able to be here at 7 o'clock, please come and pray with us. If not, at least please pray in your home with us at 7 o'clock. Let's be in agreement. Let's be praying for God's will, for God to move in our election, for God to set in to office the men and women of His choosing. And let me just say this, you know, regardless of where you stand politically, and I don't, I'm not getting into all that, I always tell you, educate yourself, pray, and vote. But whoever gets in, you know what? I'm committed, I'm going to pray for them. Whether I agree with them about every jot and tittle or not, I'm going to pray because that's what the Scripture says to do. It says pray for those in authority. So we're going to pray this Monday night. But here's the thing. If we don't pray and you don't vote, you don't really have any right to complain. Okay, 7 o'clock tomorrow night. So remember voting Tuesday, November 3rd. If you have any questions about the process, 
you can call 334-832-1215. 334-832-1215. Stand up on your feet. Let me pray over you. Hallelujah. Father, you're so good. You're so good. You're so good. You're so good to us. 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 Thank you, Father. You're so good to us. You're so good to us. Father, I thank you that you light the path of those who have decisions to make. Father, I just, in my spirit, I feel like there's someone here, you're you're agonizing over a decision you need to make. God says he's going to light your way. He's going to show you what you should do. He's going to bring light into that situation. Don't speak darkness. Don't speak despair. But speak God's word. Speak God's word. The entrance of his wisdom will give you light. Father, I thank you. I bless my my brothers and sisters. I declare, Lord, that they are the head, not the tail. They're above and not beneath. I thank you they're redeemed from the curse, O God. Father, whatever they put their hand to prospers. I thank you, Lord, that they're healed not only in their spirits, but I thank you there's health and life and healing springing forth in their bodies. You're the strength of their life. Thank you, Father, that wherever they go, as they rise up, as they lie down, as they go out, as they come in, they are blessed. Blessed, blessed, blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, these two this way and these two sections that way, and the ushers will be there with the bucket. God bless you. Have a great week.
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.